My name is Kelly Deal. And my name is Mike Montgomery. And we play together in a band called Our Ring. We're going to talk about our new record. That's what we're doing with this podcast. So we're going to go through the track list. And each um, episode is going to be a song that we talk about. Anyway, that's the plan, or it doesn't have to be. We can do whatever we want, can't we? That's a good That's a good plan for now. We can do whatever we want. But I want to just start by talking about how we even started playing together or why we started playing because yeah. it really it's been like a, a six-year-long journey leading from that up into this uh our first album yeah so yeah you take it from here how uh, did we start i was in between breeders gigs i play guitar in the band the breeders and i remember just kind of being at sea a bit because in between we would have a breeders tour or a run of shows and then Kim my sister would go off and play in her other band at the time a band called the Pixies and so then I would be kind of at sea a bit kind of and then she'd get back and we'd plan some breeders gigs and that was that's fine and stuff but it started like that her other band was getting busier and busier and the breeders weren't really doing that much. And I remember thinking, you know, if I just, I'm going to forget how to play guitar. I am not that good anyway. I need all the help I can get. And I was, I found I was doing a lot of waiting and not participating in music. So my relationship with music was actually solely through the breeders, you know, it had kind of gotten through the breeders. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to find some people or a project to do and start saying yes to, to things. And it just so happened at the time that somebody had Facebooked me um, a request to do a tribute, to uh, contribute to a tribute. God, that's a lot of, that's a lot of tributing, isn't it? Yeah. Con <laughs> contribute a song to a tribute album for Guided by Voices. The album is called Sing for Your Meat. And I thought, yeah, okay, maybe maybe that's a good idea. So I emailed her back. Her name is Missy, Missy Dawn. And uh, so we started talking and, or communicating. And at that point, that's when I, I looked for a song. I was like, okay, well, if I, was, if I could do a GBV song and, and, you know, what song would it be? And how would I redo it? I selected a song called Scalding Creek, and it was like a like a minute and a half long, and it was more like a song sketch, like a you know on a four track like a strange demo with the pitch turned down. And I thought yeah. oh, that's a cool song. What could what could happen to that? It left the possibilities of where to go. Just to be happy Oh yeah And I was thinking about that song and the words and it reminded me of like late Sevs kind of East Eastwood Lake you know in the summer a hydroplane hydrobowl out there or something and I remember um you know, smoking a joint and all this kind of stuff. And I thought about the Buffalo Killers. 
<laughs> thought about hippies and joints, and I thought about the Buffalo Killers, which is a right. is a band from Southwest Ohio that um, that I know. And I thought, I wonder what they're doing. We could do this song, and we could celebrate that kind of long-haired, kind of Almond Brothers, kind of anthemic, kind of summer at the lake with, you know, Little King's Cream Ale kind of stuff. And um, <laughs> so I, I contacted them. They were like, sure. So we got together. And, you know, I had, I had figured out in my mind, I thought, okay, this is how we'll do it. Because the song, like I'd said, was only a minute and a half. So I thought, here's what we'll do. We'll try it like this and we'll try it like that. And they said, hey, go here at this place. It's a, it's a rehearsal space called Candyland. Go there and we'll run the song. And so I, I take my little guitar and my notes up there. And, um, and I, hi, everybody, how are you? And so we get ready to do this and there's this guy walking around. I notice it's a recording studio. And there's this guy walking around miking the amps. Now, we haven't even done this song yet. We haven't played a note or, like, talked about how we were going to do it or anything. So I was pretty I was pretty nervous about, like, wait a minute. We're gonna, this is going to take some, some requiring, some, some work, you know, some readjusting, some rearranging. And, um, and they were like, yeah, got it. Yeah, do that twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah. Amps on. Yeah. Check, two, got sound. Okay, well, let's play it. We honestly, we did it a couple times, I think. I think I remember it being a couple times, and then we did track some vocals and some, like, let Andy, you know, Andy Gabbard go crazy on the guitar, and that thing was kind of done. Um, the place that we went to was called Candyland, and it is owned and operated by Mike Montgomery, which is you. You want to take it from yeah. there? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good setup. It's funny that that's your side of it. <laughs> Be <laughs> because Zach from Buffalo Killers, I think, I don't remember what we were working on, but we Buffalo Killers were kind of, I think, in, in the middle of a project, one of their albums. I had been doing mm -hmm. a lot of recording with them, so it was not unusual for him to call me and say, hey, can we come in on this night or that night or whatever and he had because we were in the middle of something i don't you know maybe album number three or the fourth one or something i don't know but they had said hey um this is kind of weird but we might just come in and practice i'm not sure but there's this lady um kelly deal she wants to do a, a guided by voices song and we're going to kind of back her on it so we'll just kind of come down and get a recording of it so i i I thought that I was supposed to be recording it. I thought I did, or I assumed, I guess that you guys already had it all worked out and you were coming down to do the recording of it for the album. So when everyone was kind of showing up, I was, I thought I was like on the clock, you know, working. Right. So yeah, I did. I just set up mics and as you guys were out there talking, I was just getting levels and stuff like that. It was casual, you know, and I just thought you guys would sort it all out, come up with an arrangement. We'd get final levels or whatever, then like kind of start going for takes. But it didn't really happen like that. It just, uh, as, as soon as you learned the song, 
I guess, or went through it. Like you said, I, I had levels and was, was just rolling tape. So by the time you'd done it two or three times, you, you guys kind of came into the control room to regroup or sort of talk about it. And I just said, well, I have it. Do you want to listen back to what you did? And, and really that first kind of run through, I thought was great, you know, and then you just did a vocal and uh, Andy did the guitar solo and it was like, was done, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I'm really glad it happened like that. Otherwise I would obsess over it. It, it would, it had, it'd been the first time well, that I've been did, in a studio for you did a while obsess by myself. Over it, and that's kind of how we became friends, I think. Right. Well, the, the mix. course of you obsessing over yeah. it and, and wanting to do all these tweaks yeah you know add extra stuff and really thinking about it right yeah that was how we ended up kind of working together was over the next month or more as you would contact me with these sort of like what seemed like random thoughts about the you know before in the morning and I would get a text that would say like hey (laughs) what about Oregon what about a piano on it and I would be like what (laughs) what about a tambourine Yeah, then I just kept thinking, like, it's done. It sounds great. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, and I, part of it, I Let think it go, lady, for Christ's <laughs> sake. I think part of it is that it was kind of so so easy. I, I, there was, wait, wait a minute. Where was the fight? Where was the struggle, you know? And um, so I, I kind of was kept expecting that. Anyway, I think we ended up using the very first mix that you did, the very, yeah. either, either that one or... Anyway, no, it was the, one of the ones the that you did that night. The first night. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, but we kept talking kind of back and forth, and I'd be like, I think that's when, oh, and I was going to play a little bit of that song, uh, the Scalding Creek that we ended up doing. In the Scalding Creek, we were happy just to be happy. Oh, yeah.
think what really sort of galvanized this uh, our amazing friendship was one of the nights when I think we had done some re-recording or tried some extra things on it, some additional tracking. This was like a month or more down the road. Mm-hmm. And in that, that I've since have since moved from that location where that first Candyland was, which, you know, I'm now in Kentucky, but oh. that old control room had a bunch of uh, different skateboard decks hanging up, stuff I had That's like right. sort of like yeah. my, like my collectible ones that were like art series decks I had gotten when I used to work at the skate mag and stuff and boards I was never going to ride that they were just kind of, but I didn't know what to do with. So they were hanging on the wall. And one of them was a board, an autograph board from Mike Vallely that he had sent me when I was in the hospital. I had a real bad broken leg and it was funny. I had been riding his signature shoe model at the time. And so I was like, I just told him like he jinxed me, you know, like his his shoes broke my leg. What, you know, whatever. It's obviously not true. Or is it? (laughs) But anyway, so I I had this board and you saw the name and recognized it because you were friends with Christian Spitak. That's exactly right. You were like, wait a minute, why do I know that name? And then you're like, oh, you were supposed to go to somewhere near Columbus to meet up with those guys, you were going to do an interview. I was doing an interview for Thrasher. For Thrasher, I was going to interview Christian Svitak about. And you you were like, oh, no big deal. I'm just going to go meet up with these guys. And I was like, it is a big deal because, you know, these like in the skateboarding world, this is, this is a a really cool thing. These are sort of important. um, I remember that because characters and there's a lot to talk about. You know, and we started talking. Then you said, well, what could we talk about? And, you know, and then we. And I remember asking you about that. Like, so Mike Valley, who is he? I've never heard of him. And you were talking about all like the different kinds. We went through like a, a whole history of skateboarding in a really interesting way that I didn't know anything about and how. It was really interesting because I was going to actually go talk to these guys the next day. The so that's next what I day, did. Yeah. It was a yeah. it was a demo in Columbus, and I went up there and met. Oh my God, Bill Danforth. Bill Danforth was probably on it. And Dwayne. Dwayne Peters. Yes, was he on was. It yeah, well. Dwayne was on it, and um, Cyril. Oh, Jackson. Yeah. Was he on it. Yep, okay. Cyril was on it, and then Christian and Mike Vallely, and it was. Um, so it was fun. And they had a bus, right? They had a bus. This was the like the glory bound tour. This was a, sort of this weird period where I'm I'm not sure what board company was happening at the time. I don't I think it was post black label, right? They weren't on black label. What was it like elephant brand or you're asking the wrong person. Well, I don't know what it was, but <laughs> but I know Mike had decided uh to kind of do, like do a tour like a big tour nice you know i know he's way into like uh kiss and evil knievel and like sort of big production things like that oh my god that's great he and he had had been around a bunch with tony hawk when he would do his big tours and they you know they'd roll in everyone would be on a tour bus and they and tony hawk had like his own trainer or doctor with him to keep these guys alive oh that's cute yeah they would show up and just sleep on the bus and roll around so that's what this tour was with with Christian and Mike, like, you know, like not just a car, but actually living on a bus and traveling around. And, is yeah. Dwayne still alive? 
<laughs> Somehow. It's yeah, a legitimate question. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. So as far as I know, you, should, you have to ask Christian or Mike, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. That's so, a whole other podcast. Yeah. Is, is we got to get Christian on here talking about Dwayne and <laughs> being on that tour. Oh, we'll do that for Salt. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is it for Salt or C? C for or C, C, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. For, that'll be the last song of the record. So okay. anyway, so that's how we met. And then we started, that's how we started talking about that. And then I remember... I called you once for something, and I said, what are you doing? And you said? Oh, right. It was real late at night because you have odd hours, as do I. So it might be 2, 3, 5 in the morning, and mm -hmm. we're probably up. I had just let a band out, and I was rolling cables, which is my favorite sort of time of the night, mm -hmm. you know, when the rest of the world is asleep and my ears are still ringing and everyone's gone home to bed, <laughs> and I'm just rolling up cables I find it really peaceful yeah but so I was doing that and the phone rang and and you were like asked me what I was doing and I said well I actually I have agreed to play a show tomorrow solo acoustic for my friend Max. that's right I remember going oh yeah and I was feeling that same way because I had done this when I was like 16 or 17 <laughs> you know and I thought yeah maybe it, it'll be really fun to sort of re-examine every song I've ever written and figure out which ones might work on an acoustic guitar. <laughs> thinking I could just wing it, not thinking I would be in a session till three in the morning. Right. And thinking that I would prepare for it, but then scheduling myself to within a second of my life like I always do and mm -hmm. not leaving any time for it. Right. So then all of a sudden being really nervous about it and then like thinking like, oh my God, I, I suck. You right. know what I mean? Right. So. And, then, and I remember saying to you then, I was like, man, that that's tough. That's a tough gig. Next time, and I, I remember saying to you, next time, give me a call. Yeah. And I'll play with you. Although I don't know what I would be doing. But maybe it was me thinking about that same thing about, wait a minute, you know, I would have gone and played some part because at this time I'm still, you know, kicking around you know, waiting for the next Breeders Tour that will or won't start. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so, so, and then that's when it happened again. You were invited, like, like a week later, you were invited to do a... Um, the the same guy, same, oh, yeah. um, Max, he had, his band Alone at 3 a.m. was doing an album release show, and I had recorded the album. But they asked if I would do this if I would play solo opening up for their CD release show. And I was like, well, I did just get this invitation. Would you want to do that? Yeah. And that's, I guess that's kind of how it started. Yeah. I do remember thinking, what, what would we play? Like cover songs? I thought, I thought that same thing. And yeah. I was hoping you had some songs we would do. We did a couple Kelly Dill 6000 songs, a couple R ring songs that you had written. We did a cover of, a shellac song called Ghosts, and we probably did that Scalding Creek song. Let's make this a new podcast about our first show. Let's finish. Let's finish that up. I think that one's done. Okay. And that ends. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
Tracy! 